Hello and welcome to the Hunters Hub. This is your host, Fortwan, uh, joined tonight by Sasha. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I've had Freebird on like loop in my brain since uh, <laughs> Friday. Nice. No, since like Thursday at like, I don't know, I think at two, I looked at my supervisor and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. She's like, no, I think I think you should stay till five. And I was like, well, what are you going to do? Fire me? I'm going to go. <laughs> so wow. turned in my computer and I gave all my kids one last hug and I peaced out of there. It's a power and move. I've been uh, enjoying freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I once, when I left a job, I turned uh, kind of funny to the episode because I'm not using this song. But I locked my computer and fully turned up the end to Super Mario World <laughs> and just nice. walked out of the building <laughs> um, and put it on loop. Okay, yeah. uh, my boss at the time got pretty mad at that. <laughs> I love that. I My boss was like, well, you could... Uh... You could, like, leave me a note or something. So I did. I, like, hand wrote her a note, and I folded it like we were children in school. Like, the little, like, um, the pockets, and it said, like, to the, you from me. The origami stuff. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Pick red or blue. Because <laughs> I'm out of here. It's not, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Do you like this job, yes or no? And then in the bottom it says, your answer doesn't matter. <laughs> Are we friends? <laughs> oh, that's fun. And uh, welcome, Dylan. How are you doing today? Doing well. Uh, the uh, wife was out of town for work most of this week, so I was bacheloring it up, and uh, that meant I got like 35 hours in on my playthrough in Elden Ring, the new one that I started last week. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another 30 hours just like sunk in that game. It's just like, wow, I've already played it that long since I just re- restarted again. So, something about that, yeah, <laughs> something about that world just sucks me right in, I guess. But. Uh, you know, when you have the opportunity to play every night like that, it's it's pretty fun to get back into that groove. Um, Those yeah. are the days, man. Yeah. Those were well, the days. as you guys know, I'm always batching it up. So I hit 76 hours on last Epoch. Nice. Um, and we had some long work days this week. I think I clocked an 11-hour day on Tuesday. Ooh. And that was... That was rough. Um, And we didn't even do all that much, but it was just annoying. It was in New Beach City, uh, which sounds really awesome, but it's still in Ohio. Um, Nowhere near beach. It's like (laughs) an hour and a half south of Cleveland. Uh, So (laughs) if you don't know where I live, uh, it's almost, uh, no, not almost. It's a three hour and 15 minute drive from here. So a good portion of that 11 hour day was driving on top of whatever work we did uh it was also interesting (laughs) our point of contact was an amish person and we're working on computer stuff so like if we had questions he was 
Did you write him a letter? Let's say not able to help. <laughs> uh, a lot of lumber mills hire Amish people. Uh, so, yeah. There we are. Um, I forgot to say this at the beginning, like I normally do, but this is a video game podcast, Born of the Monster Community, and tonight we're doing music. We're going to be your DJs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to see how this new style of episode goes. Like, So what we're going to do is each of us have five songs to share, and we're going to be sharing it with each other and listening and commenting about said songs. And um, it's not going to show up on the raw audio, but I am going to edit it in for you listeners. So there might be a little bit of error. Um, I'm hoping to do it right for you guys. I will put a lot more effort into editing this episode as a result. (laughs) And uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, I figured if we're going to talk about music, why not just let people also hear the music? Uh, that we're talking about, so you have a context and an idea. Maybe you, maybe you hear something you like already, or maybe you hear something new and you find something you like. Um, I will say uh, I didn't used to think about music and video games too much uh, up until I met my uh, step grandfather, who is uh, super into music. Got me into playing trumpet and stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about this, but he passed away between the first and second episodes of me recording ever. Um, so that was a bit, uh, I don't know, a bit of a rough time at that age. Um, and so like while it was still the, you know, Reddit monster hunter podcast. So episode two is actually attributed to him and about monster hunter music, but we, uh, and I actually spliced in the music for that episode, but it didn't manifest again until uh, in Hunter's Hub yet. So I know how to put the music in. I just, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. So um, without further ado, uh, we're also gonna have to do a little bit of searching the way we do this. So, uh, Dylan, what was your first song? Yeah, it's a. Uh pretty easy title it's called halo it's from the halo one original soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) and uh these are just and i think you guys can see what i'm looking at so you might be able to uh i can't see what you're looking at i don't know what it's doing nope i see cardi b yeah i see um, that too (laughs) and the insane willy wonka experience (laughs) um halo theme song original it looks like we can actually uh, type like, right into this. Uh, yeah. for the Does this work line, if so... I do it? Let's yeah, see. I bet it will. will. Try it. Let's see. Okay. Like uh, I said, it's a little bit of an experimental episode, okay. folks. So we're, we're going to have some. What it says here it just says add to playlist. So if I click that, would it? Yep. Okay. Okay, I clicked it. Look at that. Okay. All right, here it goes. I'm definitely right here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm in puberty right now. <laughs> I 
I don't think I've ever listened to it. Listen to it. Yeah. Cut it if you want. It says only your left deposit and stuff. Uh, if you want, we can take that. Uh, trust me, if we cut off things early, it'd be far much more difficult for me to because <laughs> I won't let them guess where I cut it. Okay, that's fine. We can we can play it out then. Yeah. Oh no. It went silent. Is that it? It went silent right at three at three minutes. It, it did, silent. so it would be easy for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah. So so uh, I'll go ahead and pause it. I guess. Well, nope. oh, it started. It's like something a bonus else. track. It's like a bonus track <laughs> in the last part of your CD. I say, <laughs> this music it's playing now. I think it's from it's from <laughs> hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard this part before. Very piano driven. Sounds it's like the only thing playing. Well, it's Ode to Cortana. It's the it's the music they used in the Halo Three commercial with like the f action figures. I think it doesn't sound familiar at all. See, you are a super fan. Definitely gonna have to ask you real questions. This does sound familiar to me for some reason. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fairly positive that was Halo 3 stuff at the end, but I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, Halo from Halo <laughs> OST. And okay, that was the first one. Uh, so, uh, obviously nostalgic for all of us in a way. I mean, I, I didn't play Combat Evolved as much as I played Halo 2, but I mean, that's a pretty iconic song for video game music and yeah. I would even dare say outside of video game music. Yeah, it's so. probably one of the ones that would be pretty identifiable even for people that don't necessarily follow games as close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, this is the, uh, I, this is like my first experience in gaming with video game music being oh, yeah. impactful, right? Because Halo was one of the very first games I ever got into. You know, we got the original Xbox back in like 01, whenever it came out. We got this game with it and so just those those theme songs still you know they still hold that uh, nostalgia which you know everyone's got for whatever games they played when they were young so uh this is just a good song that's a good representation of all of the halo one music which is all very good uh, martin o'donnell i believe is the artist for this um and he does amazing with the halo soundtracks oh yeah yeah it's it's very it's very good uh, I don't think we had a lot of music like this in video games up to this point where there wasn't a lot of choir. Right. There wasn't a lot of human voices and a lot of, and, you know, you had you had people singing in games mm-hmm. and you had like pop songs and that kind of stuff, but you didn't have like a chant or a choir like yeah. this. This felt uh, like a cinematic experience, right. which I think was the intention yeah, yeah, and I debated between this or like the uh, the main menu theme, which everyone knows as well. But I I like yeah. I like this because of the the percussion, like you were saying, the da 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 da. So, um. mm-hmm. well, one thing, like I said, I noticed at the beginning is you the the low rumble. Um, hearing it with headphones for the first time, I could tell those were timpanis, where it was just sort of like a feeling. Uh, when I was playing the game, you know, you lose some sound quality, uh, you know, hearing it from a TV and not in your ears, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was quite a solid pick. I like it. Um, yeah, I think we've all we're all familiar with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Uh, so Sasha, what is uh? What's your first one tonight? I guess you can type it in there if it. Yeah, I will. Um, so, I'm gonna pick probably like my weakest one out of my five, um, because I I couldn't pick like a single Fallout song that I like the most, and none of those songs were oh, written sure. like for those games. Um, but I did think about like when I've heard Fallout music that wasn't on the Fallout radio. Um, Mm -hmm. like what, which ones like get me excited. And obviously it's going to be like the fight music. Um, music doesn't last very long in games for me because I play these games for a lot of hours. So yeah, I turn the background music off pretty quickly, but I am pretty, as soon as I heard this, um, I, uh, 
recognized it, felt myself like in the metro tunnels. So it's called Think Fast, Shoot Faster, and it's by a um, composer, Ainan Zur, who apparently has done like a ton of Bioware games, Fallout games. So, Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, this is like, you are actively being pursued. I will say this feels... It's been a long time since I played Fallout 3, but I don't remember this at all. This is not going to be like your standard combat. This is like near the end game. Um, you have liberty sure. crime. Uh, you are you are doing the damn thing. Yeah. Um, I like this especially because if you are familiar with the Fallout like soundtrack, which you wouldn't be because you don't live, play those games, this is a really nice blend of the um, opening sequence yeah. with like a much faster tempo. You hear a lot more percussion in the background, um, where like the opening sequence sounds a little bit more like you hear like, that camera opening it's a lot slower um, off tempo so this this is like peak fallout to me yeah I like that reminds That's you such of, a makes title. me think of that the title Actually, <laughs> you are kind of right, though. Yeah. Because yeah. that makes like that noise when it pulls up. Right. Yeah, and there's some chorus stuff in this. Interesting. Which, again, like if you kind of know what's going on, like that's definitely your Brotherhood of Steel. Okay. Those are your. Mm -hmm. I think it's synthesized, but I think it's actually supposed to be a French horn that's playing in the background. Which is not, an, not a common instrument. That Even wouldn't surprise me, because if she's doing all this, uh, this Dragon Age stuff, that would be. Yeah. Also, I like to say that I can play every brass instrument. That's not true. French horn is the one I can't. It, it's very weird. It's a very weird instrument. You actually have to use your hand as a sort of like a cup inside of the bell oh, of it yeah. to change some of the tones. And I, I just was like, well, no, <laughs> I'm good with valves. I'm, I, I slide valve, finger valves. I'm good. Uh, putting your hand at the end of the, Bell, no, thank you. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's let's think fast, shoot faster. Um, pretty good. I don't remember it, but I, I guess, like you said, you, I didn't get that far, so yeah, that's I'll, like end game. Like, yeah, the I don't culminating game. I think I was like, I could have got the end game. I think I was probably late mid game, and then I quit. But that was whew, more than 10 years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. But... Way more. <laughs> yeah.
Okay. So think fast, shoot faster. Um, any other thoughts on it? Um, no, but um, I did make a short list of some of my favorite songs from Fallout Radio, so I would like to share that just quickly. When sure. I can listen to them, but obviously for me, number one is Big Iron. Um, and like anyone who's in any like shit posting groups, that's it's like the one. Um, mm-hmm. The Wanderer by Dion, Civilization by Danny Kay, Heartaches by the Number by Guy Mitchell, Crawl Out Through the Fallout by Sheldon Almond, Blue Moon by Frank Sinatra, which is like the the New Vegas theme, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pistol Pack and Mama by Bing Crosby, End of the World by Skeeter Davis, I Got Spurs That Jingle Jangle by Kay Kaiser and his orchestra, and mm. Way Back Home. So yeah, those were a lot of my favorites. I I love Fallout music. I love music that kind of falls in that genre. That I, if I hear any of that on my Spotify, it's like I never skip it. But I'm way more into that kind of music than uh, yeah than the soundtrack ODS stuff. So okay, nice. Um... Yeah, uh, I, it's, I just haven't been able to get into the series, but I I do appreciate music from a lot of games that I don't even play. So I might have to add, if that might actually end up going on the list at some point. That's something up my alley, to be honest. At least the Think Fast, Shoot Faster. I don't know about the other ones because I don't recognize them by name. Mm-hmm. I heard them. I did turn on Fallout. I did turn on the Fallout radio when I was playing, but, you know, again, 10 years ago, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so my songs all have a theme in the fact they're all from OC Remix and they're all free to download. They are remixes of songs done by composers and whatnot. Um, so this first one uh, is a remix of... Donkey Kong Country 1's Aquatic Ambience, which is a fairly popular song, uh, especially in the remix area, but like, it's just really good. Uh, it's done by Neon X. I actually like the composer Neon X quite a bit. Uh, He's done a couple of the songs that I like. Uh, so this is a little bit more of an electronic take on Aquatic Ambience, which is, I mean, already electronic, it was SNES, but obviously modernized. And at first, it's pretty close to the original. If you're unfamiliar, Sasha. (laughs) I've actually played uh, some of the Donkey Kong games, but they were, you know, that was a long time ago. Oh, for sure. Probably longer than mine and Fallout. Um, yeah. This is... I like this. Yeah, I... It's one of, like... When it comes on my playlist, I turn this up. It also does one of those things that I love in music where it builds. I like a lot of films.
I know Sonic. a little claim for this one. A little. Like yeah. They they occasionally they do mix in other game songs to mix with the original song. To be fair though, this is pretty close to just using the original aquatic ambience. They're just distorting it. I was gonna so, say this. So you can, you can probably save playlist. this playlist. Yeah. yeah, I can. I probably could. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's that's my first one. So we're. So what would you guys feel? I know uh, Donkey Kong Country is a big thing for me. I don't know, Dylan, if you ever played. This. I haven't played it. They're um, probably before I was born. But I mean, I could have played them, but I, I haven't ever. It was ninety four. Yeah, I think it was the first. So one. before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, so the the song that it's uh, Aquatic Ambience is the original song that it's a uh, remix of uh, is one of, uh, I think, David Wise. It's Grant Kirkcope and David Wise that have a lot of the uh, Donkey Kong Country music. They're also known for Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. uh, um, that kind of stuff. I think David Wise did that one. I'm, I could be wrong, um, but it's one of his, like, most iconic songs at this point. Uh, and they turned around and did the same thing again in Donkey Kong Country 2 um, with uh, Sticker Brush Symphony, which is one of the ones that I was going to pick tonight. But I'll save that for another night. Um, but both of those songs are 
extremely popular in the video game music community and remix community. Um, I think by far those two songs are like well and above the amount of remixes of that particular song are like amount up here and mm. literally everything else is like two or three down here and there's like 40 or 50 of these like pretty pretty iconic stuff so i try to pick a unique one uh and i think neon x does some really cool stuff he do, does very electronic stuff like that i guess and one of the cool things i like about remixes like this is they kind of give that you know you talk about video game be music being repetitive by nature it does give a beginning and an end yeah. to a song so sweet yeah so there we go um if you like you can do your next one yeah preface this a little bit um so this one i had on the sidelines um because i assumed you or ace would add it ace isn't here tonight and you're potentially doing all remixes so yeah uh, no monster hunter so i'm guessing this is where that's going yeah so what is going on this thing's playing weird sorry what the heck it might be hard to find. Which one are you no, looking for? No, no, no. So I've got the one I'm looking for. The The previous video is oh. like bugging out on my screen and playing weird noises. Oh. Um, anyways, so I had this one. I'm like, this was going to be my just in case no one had brought it up yet. I was going to bring it in at the end and cut out whatever else I had. So this is Monster uh -huh. Hunter 1, Proof of a Hero. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, this thing used to make me tear up. Yeah, straight up. Like, if you like Monster Hunter, this is this is the song for Monster Hunter. Almost uh, guaranteed to be the part of the final boss music, or some boss in the game will have this as the mm -hmm. the final battle part of the music, like the end of the world when you got to the very end of Fatalis's fight. This kicked on. Talking about earlier with French horns, this very distinctly has French horns right there. Yeah, this feels very elite for like. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally, this was like last area of the Leoshan Huang fight was where you got this song, but now it's like at the end of any of the the major bosses usually have some form of this. Yeah, and, and they didn't have it throughout the whole song, the whole fight either. Yeah. It's when the tables turn. Yeah. Like when you did something to sort of swing the fight in your favor, this would come on. Yeah, so using the Dragonator on Fatalis would turn this on. And a lot of times in that Fatalis fight, you would have very little time left, so this kind of became like a rush against the clock. And fighting a very difficult monster at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It... I like it a lot. It's not my favorite Monster Hunter song, but it's up there. Yeah, it's just my favorite for a lot of the other reasons for the Halo ones. Just pure nostalgia. I like other ones too, but yeah. I once uh, there's a 
there's a video out there that is a brass quartet, no, quintet, that did the whole song. And obviously there's strings and stuff, but like just the the really bright brass taking over the whole song was a very cool video. I also don't know if you remember, but if you watch the opening ceremonies for the Tokyo Olympics a few years back, this song came on a couple different times during their presentation because it's such a pivotal franchise in, in Japan, which is cultural. I did, yeah. So uh, that was also I was going to say, this just felt very Japanese to me. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm very limited in, in, I guess, like strictly Japanese franchises that I've played. Pokemon being it, but that's that's what it feels like to me. It sounds a lot like for sure. Good, yeah. I'm more associated with classical orchestras. I mean, like end game Pokemon, not like oh, yeah. hanging out in Lavender Town. <laughs> Lavender Town would be a yes. whole lot more epic with this kind of guitar. I will never say no to listening to this song. This is also on my playlist that I talk about. And it's good to note that most games have their own version of this. Yeah. Most titles. Yeah. I think only the second generation of games reused it. Yeah, that would be true. So yeah, that's, uh, like you said, all the sequential games after that had their own versions of that. But that's Monster Hunter 1s. So that's the original version. Um, that's the mm-hmm. one that, you know, we grew up here. We even, that, that played right on the title screen when you picked your character and stuff too. So every time you booted up to, to jump in, that was there. And so, and then... That opening cutscene that feels like... Yeah. That... F- the opening cinematic i can't it's hard to the opening cinematic and the ecologies that were in that first game felt like you were watching like bbc presents blue planet yeah like the way that they framed those cutscenes to begin with yeah it's Um, a little bit of a shame that we've gotten away from that it's not the same feeling as some of the cutscenes but yeah um I, I do miss the more they show more the ecology approach and those, yeah the nature side of it versus now it's like here's this big boss fight which is fun too but right. it's not the same <clears throat> so how did you feel about it other than it being japanese <laughs> i mean i i think it's really well done um i i liked it i i do like orchestral and classical music so instrumentals okay yeah it's, Sounds like she's going to play Monster Hunter. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fair. Fair. A lot of of the the remix stuff that I have are very dancey, too. Although I do have one today that is specifically done in a 90s rock style. Oh, that's awesome. Love that, too. So... (laughs) Alrighty. So, uh, second one for you, Sasha. All right, let me pull it up. I'll preface for this. So um, this one is from Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, It's a tavern song. It is something that you unlock 
when you progress with Sarah, who's one of the party members, um, she's actually one of the most insufferable party members across the entire franchise. So I have That's had saying something. Yeah, um, I've had times where I've had games where I've not actually unlocked this song because I've just chosen to not like develop Deal my with friendship her. with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, which sucks because it slaps. The song slaps. Um, it's really fun. Uh, and I, it is called Sarah Was Never, and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty short, but I like it a lot. Sarah also, was like, never an agreeable like girl. Her tongue tells tales of rebellion, but she was so fast okay. and quick with her I almost don't want to say much because I'll miss lyrics. Shockney and the vocalist is Eliza Veta Kripanova. Probably said that wrong, but I gave it my best effort. Okay. Uh, that was a really fun, like, just like folksy yeah. tavern song. Yeah, like it's like, got the bar really kind of, you know, like it's the one you're out camping in the woods and she's like, oh, yeah, I know a song. And they start playing it, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird too because it's it's not like a party song, right? Like like you kind of have that where, where not you know like drunken party tavern song, but it's just like this. But it's not the somber one either. Yeah. It's just like this little light-hearted, like like if telling uh, you a story like a bard. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I like it. I could I, see uh, right dandelion. I could see like if there was a female hobbit in Lord of the Rings, I could see her like when they're just hanging out at night around one of the fires after like a long day of battle or something. I could see her being like, oh, let me sing this with Merry and Pippin dancing, you know, like just kind of feels like it could go right there, you know. (laughs) The title, the title's really good too. Sarah was never like that's that's such a lead into a story. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And I was Inquisition, right? Yeah. 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 Begs the question, do you have the Skyrim Bard songs on <laughs> on your list too? I do not. I okay. do not. No, I don't have 
I have the Dragonborn Scrolls song, okay. but no, it's not from Skyrim. I'm okay. a Marl boomer. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's from Marwind. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this next one uh, is another favorite remix of mine from a game that I have never played, and it is the NES RoboCop. Um, <laughs> now, hear me out. I've been listening to this song forever. Like, I've had this on my playlist since 2020. Uh, it was brand new to me, but this is, like, right when COVID hit, and Chance and I were getting up at 3 in the morning to get to somewhere an hour away and be ready on the the factory floor by 5 as essential workers uh, as a backup because uh, their maintenance guy was out on medical leave. We were there as backups in case their maintenance guy needed to do something thankfully we didn't have to do a lot but getting up at 3 a.m was a chore so this was my alarm clock sort of and then i would take a shower (laughs) with this song playing and then delirious driving an hour to the workplace i would also play this song because i was into it it's a little peppy uh and it's just it's just out there, I guess. Um, no, it's another electronic sounding one, but this one is meant to sound a little more chiptune because of its NES remix nature. So without further ado, Robocop. Nope, I didn't. Yes, more further. Oh, come on. Oh, I got to actually click it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how you could wake up to this and still like it after we've had it all the time. <laughs> well, because it's got that electronic yeah. noise. Well, that's what I mean, though. When I set an alarm, like, I hate that. I thought that, too. I'm like, I, what do I... I don't want to dislike something, yeah. so I don't pick anything I like for my alarm. Oh, no, no. I wanted to wake up hearing something I wanted to hear. Instead I get of, the idea, but I feel like I would just learn to hate it after a while. Correct. I didn't. Classical conditioning. Yeah. I love it. And, and it's, again, Which another theme for me of where it builds. Yeah. <laughs> we're just picturing yeah, you... The, we're picturing you driving at 3 a.m. going like this. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Chauncey hated it. He was like, why the hell are you playing this song again? I'm like, I, I like it. <laughs> and I don't, yeah, I've never played the NES one. But it's got that sort of, it feels like it's got that repetitive nature of an old game like that. But again, that's why I like remixes, because they take that and they kind of give it a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I do like how they use the original voice of saying Robocop throughout the song. It's like the only lyrics is just the distorted Robocop. Yeah, the real scratchy (laughs) NES. Yeah. I like to dance, so I put a lot of dance music on my list. (laughs) 
That was like they just add things as it goes. Yeah, that's that idea of building throughout the song. It is a good play on like the NES music because you know that could only be so long of a loop for their you know file sizes yeah. and stuff. So you really gotta you can't really just listen to that alone. Like Sasha said, you'll lose your mind, especially with those old games. It just repeats forever. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and I especially when you say like when it gets paired with a negative stimulus, like you know, those levels that you have a really hard time with, those are yeah. not the pleasant songs that you reflect on. Yeah. You're like, no, I want casino nights, not chemical plant songs. Mhm. But that's why remixes are good for this kind of stuff because. They can stretch yes. it out. You don't get the same repeat over, you know. <laughs> can stretch it, make it more like a, a real song. Just ends on Robocop. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, I regularly go through... Oh, it's, it shouldn't be playing again. There we go. I paused it. Um, I regularly go through, um, like, their OC remixes uh, uploads and just sort of listen to them. And as I find ones I like, I pull it down. That's why I have so many. Uh, you know, 
well over a hundred. Um, but this one just came up one day while I was, uh, I used to write a bunch for the D and D stuff and this one came up and I was like, I'm going to play this one again. Like, and I just kept playing it and that's how I got, you know, got hooked on it. And then I started using it to wake up because I wanted to hear something that I wanted to hear when I woke up instead of, uh, the misery of getting up at three in the morning. (laughs) I'm still impressed that you don't hate that noise after waking up to it that early in the morning. I, I can't fathom that, but that's, I mean, good on you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was going to bed that was hard part, yeah. not not waking up. And I think it was right around, yeah, because didn't Rise come out June? So, so right when March I stopped doing that is... twenty. okay. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I don't remember. I remember getting Rise, was Rise for, like, right around my birthday, which is right around the end of March. So I think they came, it came out right around the end of March. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been in the midst of us dealing with this that I was playing Rise for the first time, too. Anyways, yeah. So that's uh, that's number two for me. Uh, Dylan, what's your, what's your third one? Yeah, we're going to circle back. We're going to go with some Halo Reach epilogue. Okay. Halo Reach, the epilogue. Um, okay. Is it playing? I think you got to hit play on it. Cause you, yeah, yeah, I probably okay. do. So the context here is um, the entire yeah. yeah yeah the entire story has yeah. kind of come to a close. You got the Pillar of Autumn sent off with Cortana. You just barely delivered the package. You had to stay behind to protect it so that it could escape. And so now it's just Noble Six. The rest of Noble Team has been killed through various different ways throughout the story at this point. Um, and it's the last mission, quote unquote. And it right. loads you in, it says survive. And then it just brings wave after wave of covenant, and you're meant to die. And there's a whole cinematic plays of Noble Six like on his last stand um, and having been a Halo fan so heavy coming into this this one probably was hit me harder than any other video game ever had like shedding actual tears at the end you know like oh my gosh yeah wow I played Reach. I think I even played Reach's story, but I don't. I don't remember a lot of it because I was more focused on the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, my brother reacted the same way that you did. He was very emotional, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm having a great time, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was so. And in a way, it was the last, the last stand for Halo because this is the last game Bungie did. So. Yeah. Post Bungie, there's a lot more criticism of the game, which you know, it's good and bad. Um, yeah. So in a way, this is almost symbolic of like the end of traditional Halo. Uh, uh, I was gonna make a joke, the end of good Halo, before you said that. Yeah, there's the there's good, good parts Halo. and bad parts to the new stuff, but for I mean, sure. I, I know sure. it was mostly a joke. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is very somber. Yeah, and good. for a game that usually is a, a lot more adrenaline, 
And yeah, I could see why this would hit some chords. And they literally they have a cutscene that plays after you die because your helmet like falls on the ground cracked, and then it like it like ages forward like the next two or three years, um, where it's still in the ground. It's like covered in dirt and and plants and stuff. And they have a cutscene that it explains like because of what you did here, you know, in the next two years we were able to stop the covenant and save humanity and stuff so uh, mm-hmm. just a yeah, talking about build this yeah. is building really well too and it was kind of as you played the campaign of Halo Reach you felt that this was gonna happen like you kind of knew because throughout the campaign all the other main characters were getting picked off from the time uh, and they all have well mostly all of them have just just heroic deaths in, in different ways. Like Noble Five sacrificed himself to blow up a Covenant cruiser. Uh, Noble One crashed a crashed a Pelican into a Scarab to clear your path so you could get the package there. And, uh, just a lot of different, really good story here. Uh, and as we said, after this, it was essentially the end. Mm-hmm. It got really intense there for a second. <laughs> yeah, this is a... I don't think I've heard this one, to be honest. Like, maybe I did, but, like, I don't remember it at all. This is, this is pretty good. So, like, I, I kind of did the uh, full circle of Halo, the beginning and the end, in my opinion. Yeah. Here. Uh, which, ironically, you know... Uh, Story-wise, Reach actually comes first, uh, but you know, yeah, this was the game. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. I liked it. That was good. Very impactful. Also, in that last mission, um, as you take damage, you know, that doesn't ever happen any other time in the game. But as you take damage in the last mission, like cracks start to show up on your screen, like your visors getting cracked. Um, so it's just kind of like it, they. They just culminated it in such a way that it it just hit really hard. I know what happened. I I remember. I just remembered why. So there's when I lived in the apartments in Dayton, I had this neighbor James, and he was super into Halo, and we played. Uh, what was the what was the one where you weren't you were the OST. ODST. Uh, ODST. Yeah. Um. We played ODST. We actually got ranked third in the world on a map because we stayed up to like six in the morning on a work night one time. It was so funny. Um, We were both dead for work. But like him and I were really good friends and I would just hang out with him and play Halo like all night. And then we ended up both being very excited for Reach and he had to move away before we could have finished it. Yeah. So I never finished it. Okay. Well, it's definitely... Cinematic and story-wise, it's it's up there with the other three of the trilogy, and even ODST. Um, mm-hmm. And it has that theme of impending doom with a little bit of hope. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to do your next one, Sasha? Sure. Um, so this one, uh, 
YouTube is giving me a message to let me know that I am not alone. And it gave me a link to the suicide hotline uh, because this is the suicide <laughs> mission from Mass Effect 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is the longest oh. one I think I have. On, on I think my... this is literally an ad. Yeah, there it is. All right, let's skip it. So yeah, um, this I would say is for me in the franchise. Mass Effect Two Suicide Mission is is the most tense um, out of mm -hmm. all of it, and I I think it's conveyed by the time you get to the end of this. get like your standard Mass Effect vibe music in the beginning. Yeah. I do kind of remember this song. If you remember, I actually had to replay this. Yes, because, I do remember because you killed Morden. Yeah. Well, I didn't kill him. I just didn't do well enough on the suicide mission. You have, it doesn't matter how well you do, you have to take a break with you. Yeah. Fair enough. But this, in kind of the same way that the last one we listened to, this feels very like you're building up for the final. You may or you may not be coming back from this. Sounds like both tense and heroic at the same time. Yep. the simple strings is going dun 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 in the background that's actually done in the final level of doom 2 that uh, i catch up uh, like i catch that sort of like theme often that is sort of like supposed to be scary in a way somber feeling with a purpose behind it though kind of feeling like there's something over here yeah, do yeah. very much the, the reverence duty honor <laughs> for for my people kind of feel well, it's not for my people in this case it's for all people 
think you also get the, the teamwork kind of vibe from this too. Like it's not... I hear this and I hear like the Reach one and then what, the first one that we did, the, the Halo one, and it just feels a lot like um, Marvel Cinematic Universe Endgame. Like they're all rushing in, that kind of vibe. Mass Effect stuff, Dylan? Uh, just briefly Mass Effect 2, but not any more than that. Okay. Got ya. I wasn't sure if you had or not. So, uh, I've, I've heard this before. I, I don't, I didn't remember it. It didn't stick with me as well, but like, I'm pretty sure I felt those emotions during that time, especially mm -hmm. having to do it twice. Uh, <laughs> but it is it especially is the second time and if you remember I did it all in one sitting too like I started the mission did it realized I couldn't lose anyone or I didn't realize I couldn't lose anyone I realized I lost the worst person to lose and then I was like nope we're reloading and I'm doing this all over again Yeah. and it took me a good six hours because like it's a very long mission I think it's it's pretty long. I think I think it's it tells you that you're about to commit to the end game and Yeah, and that's where I had to pick up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So suicide mission. it is kinda interesting that they gave you that uh hotline. Yeah. To go it's with it's it. even like right up there right now in the corner of the screen. It says you are not alone. Free counseling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. man! At least I got that there. <laughs> yeah. So, my next one is obviously another remix. This one's a little more chill than the other ones I've been doing. Mm -hmm. um, it's another one about building and that stuff. Uh, it's from Earthworm Jim. Uh, it's actually from Earthworm Jim Two. Uh, which I did play, but I've never beat either game. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, I'll kind of talk to talk about it as we get into it. So I'll just start it. But it's very easy going. I will say, um, this is the first song that Cece ever danced to. So she was dancing in this, to this in her high chair as a baby while I was feeding her watermelon. Um, I always remind her of that too when we listen to the song. And she's like, Dad, I know, stop telling me. I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't not. I also, when I was doing ballroom dancing, uh, 
just before COVID. This one actually works really well with one, I don't remember what it was called, but it was one of the Spanish dances. It works really, really well, the beat does, with the type of song, the, the type, that type of dance. The Macarena? <laughs> no, okay. ballroom dancing. Oh, ballroom so, dancing. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't... Yeah. What is it? Slow, quick, quick, slow, quick, quick, slow. And that's how you kind of do it the whole time. So, like, when we were at Belicio, which was around the same time, and I was bored, I would be, like, thinking of the song and doing the dance to stay off my feet because I can't, my feet hurt standing on concrete for hours. So, I had to sort of shift my weight a bunch. bit of a chill atmospheric one to begin with it, like the other ones it picks up <laughs> it's very lo-fi right now yeah it's also another longer one i keep picking the long ones i'm sorry this kind of reminds me of the music in coffee talk it's pick from in your coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. It's been a little bit since I've played it, but I am still working through that game. This is probably one of my earliest remixes that I have, to be honest. Because for a while there, I only had a few. up and this is where CC started dancing. Two together with this and the ballroom dancing I was doing at the time. 
there's a there's a switch up you can do in the dance and instead of going slow, quick, quick, you can go and slow and slow and slow. That works well with this downbeat too. So like I got into it driving the car back from class one day and just came on in my car. And I was just like doing the ballroom dancing with my upper body as I'm driving. I'm a nerd when it comes to dancing. I just do it. The girls and I used to do dance parties and we were doing this was a favorite. This is the one I audibled into. I had it different. It's like rented it at Star Time Video. Yeah. Played it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Glowworm Jim. Cool. All right. Uh, Dylan, what's up next for you? Yes, sir. Um, next, we've got Gwyn, Lord of Cinder from Dark Souls 1. Why is it replaying? So, this is the final boss of the first Dark Souls. This is the boss I didn't finish, so I, I recognize this song a lot. <laughs> How does it make you feel? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't... This is like the one time where I sort of like quit on a game that I was like, I have no shame for quitting right now. I beat this game. Like, I, in my opinion, I beat this game. Like, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. I am done. I got to the end. Whether I actually finished it or not is irrelevant to me. So this this specific theme song stands out in comparison to all other like Dark Souls boss theme songs. Because uh, this is a lot more chill. Yeah, uh, this piano as... laid back kind of like Final Battle. This like you wouldn't think this was Final Battle, which is why so many people. It's literally a meme. People call it Plin Plin Pawn. Like, you'll see the meme of it, and they'll be, like, tearing up at the computer saying that, like, because people... Yeah. I it maybe didn't have as big of an effect on me at first, but it makes the fight feel a lot different than the other Dark Souls, especially Dark Souls 1 fights, yeah. where it's large, orchestral, loud noises, and, uh, music versus this one, which is very, again, somber, I guess that's my music style, but it's a pretty somber 
fate of the world in our hands kind of thing. Are we going to enter? It was almost... Sorry. I almost feel like it's more like there's beauty in the simplicity of it. That, like, this is the end of the game. He doesn't need all of the accompaniment to, like, Mm -hmm. send the message home to you. And it's the decision of, are we going to send the world into an age of dark? Are we going to sacrifice ourselves to send it back into a new age of fire, the whole Dark Souls tropes? And, uh, you know, this is just that that ending music. It just stands out in comparison to all the other Souls boss musics. Yeah. Also, his fight is extremely easy if you get someone good at parrying him, because he can. Every one of his attacks can be parried, so people just destroy their fights. <laughs> Says the person. Who, aside from me, who did like not beat parry. this fight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. If it's block parrying, if I'm blocking while parrying, that's fine. Perfect blocking is all day for me. Because if you mess up on a perfect block, you've guarded. Whereas a parry, it's you've attacked and thus been hit instead. Yep. Yeah, I, I took this music as, as sad because Lord Gwyn was supposed... It's, it's almost like uh, Anakin... Uh, at the end of episode three, he's like, "You were the chosen one. You were supposed to be the good guy." And yeah, and it also that's has, the way it feels. I mean, it also very well like captures you, your mood at the end of a game like this, like your first time playing through this. Is like, oh, mm-hmm. it's the final boss, but this has been such a great game. I wish it was not the final boss. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I feel that. I will never get to play this game through the first time again, so I'll never get a field. What you know, so um, sure, just kind of signals yeah. the end there, and it's it's a bittersweet end because uh, I guess at the time there wasn't anything on the horizon, but now you know that there's there's more to come in future games and whatnot. But uh, which which is a weird contrast to way the way that that Demon's Souls, the predecessor to this, felt because mm-hmm. at the end it was such a rush. Yeah. Like, I remember I defeated the last four or five bosses in a row, like, no chill, just mm-hmm. grind after grind. And I was just destroying them because I finally got the got my bill, got the mechanics of the game down, and I just, like, yeah. rushed through the end. And that felt exhilarating and epic. And that, I even remember the music being, like, really choir-heavy for that, right. that game. Um, very hard. And then this one being like at the end, you're like, this is brutal and somber and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, in a Morrow Boomer fashion, this is mm-hmm. Silt Sunrise. Um, I think I know this one. From Morrowind. Yeah, I know this one for sure. <laughs> yeah.
I think this was the... Wasn't it the title music? I think so. But it was also playing in the game. Yeah, this is... You get this when you're exploring and you're not in combat. But yeah, this is the opening music too. When you first move the game. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm remembering all sorts of things right now. Yeah. When playing this, it really reminded me of Lord of the Rings. The the music in that movie. amount of songs on <laughs> yeah now this feels very innocent almost like like you're exploring out in nature yeah which... if it wasn't so tied to Morrowind you could almost see this being in you ever played City Skylines they have a lot of music like this so City Skylines, I think, could you could put this in, and if people didn't recognize it, I bet people wouldn't bat an eye. I, I think it wouldn't it wouldn't change anything. Oh my gosh, there are so many loud cars going through. It's going to make editing this suck. Yeah, very has has that ambient music feeling. Like this can just be. You could literally leave this on the background of your house, just have it playing through your Alexa or something. You just kind of feel like. That's funny, we should, my husband and I did this thing one time, I think we saw like a TikTok video where it was like, nobody complains if you play jazz music, um, so we played jazz music like really quietly in the house every time we had guests over, and nobody ever complained, like we just wanted to see if we like just played it and then like increasingly like increased the volume, if people <laughs> would notice or say anything about it. And no one, no one said anything. No one complained. So now I want to see if we did something like this. We play Marwin music in the background. If anyone notices. Oh man. Plus, you'll find other Morrow yeah. boomers that way if they recognize it. I mean, if they're oh. in my home, chances yeah. are they probably are a Morrow boomer. Okay. Fair enough. Especially your brother. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So this is going to be an extreme change of pace. Okay. Uh, this is one of the few. This is like a funky. I don't know what to call it, but it's from Streets of Rage. It's a remix of Streets of Rage, another game that I didn't play a lot of. Um, one of the one of the few lyric uh, driven remixes that I have. In fact, this is actually from just three months ago. Um, it's called DQ meets knuckle duster, um, okay. by, uh, Jay, uh, Dimashi. And it's just, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I really, I, I, I just, I connected with it. I like it. And it's actually one of my more recent remixes that I put on my playlist. So. 
My new favorites, I would say. Hopefully, it just doesn't. Cool. I think it stopped. All right. Um, so yeah, um, just one I th thought I would share. I'm not uh, 
a fan of that game either. <laughs> so, um, but that doesn't mean that the game doesn't have great music. Uh, and of course, you know, great remixes to go along with it. In fact, did I even, did I pick all games that I just don't play aside from the first one? Yeah, I did. Literally. Beautiful. I did. Yeah. I guess that was my theme remixes of games that I don't play aside from, uh, aquatic ambience from the first one. But yeah. So, um, I don't know. Did you guys like it or I didn't, didn't hear too many I, comments during that one. It was all I, right. It was all right. Yeah. Like I said, I, I like this style. Um, I think the lyrics would mean more to me if I was into the game, probably. Um, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really super connect to the to the lyrics, but I do. When in, are you gonna go sleep? I've always just kind of after felt the, like after the podcast, like when like the lyrics in most songs have to matter to me um, more so. Um, so for I, me, I agree. I think yeah. I think I would have liked it better if it just didn't have any lyrics, just the music. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I really like the the well, you got to fight for your mother, your father, your sister, your yeah. brother. Like I I like that breakdown. I know. Yeah, it's a go get a cup for sure and put some water in it. Um, Actually, I yeah, I, she's asking for water. I gotta get her water. Hold right. on. I'll just oh, uh, preface my my next one then. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait for one to come back because he'll have to play it, but. We're going to go with the final battle in the Elden Ring OST, uh, which is essentially like a version of the title screen music, but okay. just goes way harder because it's the final battle. So you hear the, the opening music when you first play it in the title screen, and then that's what loops back around to you by the end, but it's like a way more intense version. Um, and it's kind of the opposite is what we did with Dark Souls 1, where, you know, we had, like, real somber, you know, just a simple song that, that kind of hit you in the feels. This one is the opposite of that. This one's bombastic and epic in the way that it just wraps up that whole crazy adventure that you've had, which, you know, has taken people anywhere from, you know, on a first playthrough, 60 to 200 hours of gameplay, and a crazy detailed open world. Um, whereas the specific boss fight, like, I feel like the music does justice to being the culmination of this. The boss fight itself is debatable if it does justice as the final boss of Elden Ring. Um, it's one of the more controversial uh, bosses that these games have had. But that aside, the music, I feel like, really does well with that. Um, so, now that we got Fortuan back. All right, Fortuan, I just gave a brief... Sorry, okay. I just gave a brief, like, what my next one is. So, we're going with the, sure. the final battle for Elden Ring. Is what it's called, um, oh. and I just quick gave okay. a gave a quick explanation as to why, so we can go through more of it as it plays. But essentially, it's a. I did, I did play this, and I did beat it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm vaguely aware. Yeah, essentially, it's a. 
a version of the title theme that just goes a lot harder. So I'll add it here. phase of this boss fight is this very bombastic and large opposing center. Yeah, if I remember final bosses. So it's a two-phase fight, one's a small like humanoid character and the, the Elden Beast is the larger thing you probably think of. And so, you hear that kind of cracking, shattering noise is essentially the idea of it changing phases. Um, the crumbling of the Elden Ring is kind of that. And it'll go to a lot more somber, like, uh, simple for the second phase. Which... Shift here now, which will just just totally changes your your uh, playing experience. It feels like. Yeah, it's almost like a movement. Yeah. Uh, and a classical piece where they have like it feels like three distinctive. Mm -hmm. And this, or however many. This boss phase have. change is one of the largest because it changes the whole fighting arena. It changes. The thing you're fighting is entirely different. It doesn't look related to what you were fighting before at all. Um, and essentially, right. this is this this uh, the Elden Beast which you're fighting in the second phase is the god, also referred to as the Greater Will in the game. So like the the driving force behind a lot of the decisions of the Golden Order. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be something beautiful and beheld. Yeah. Right. And the arena in this is like a bunch of stars and space looking. And You're in like a watery floor and there's a lot of uh, yeah. golden trees out in the distance. As I was explaining to Sasha, though, where I feel the music really did culminate into the final boss fight for this, you know, epic tale, this game that was huge, I feel like the boss fight itself in gameplay-wise didn't quite do that. It's more of a debated boss whether it's good or not. A lot of people have negative things on it. I generally have gripes with it as well as a boss fight. There were other boss fights throughout the game that would have been better in this position, but story-wise, thematic-wise, it all worked. Gameplay, it's maybe not there with this boss. It's still a good boss. It's not bad. In case. I think I only took two attempts to beat it, and I did it. 
Because I remember getting to this this phase with the Elder Beast and being a little intimidated at first, but then sort of getting in the groove of it and just being like, yep, I'm good. There's a certain incantation that will reduce holy damage by 80%, and this both phases of this boss only deal holy damage. So if you use that incantation, it's essentially easy mode. And almost every... I like, did not. It's a pretty easy incantation to cast. Like, it doesn't take a lot of stats. So, um, right. a lot of builds can use it. And so people, you know, for that reason, for a few other reasons, it, it's just not the boss fight that Good I guess time. people were hoping for, gameplay-wise. But like I said, theme, setting, sound, you know, music, I think, hits it out of the park here. Yeah. You're... Okay. You're literally inside the Elden, uh, the the Erd Tree. You're inside of it. It's, you know, you can finally get in it because you get to it much earlier in the game, and it's like, oh, you can't get here because these roots are in the way, and they don't burn with regular fire. You have to use the giant's fire and stuff. Um, yeah, you have to unlock death to to get in here essentially, and so you go do that and then come back, and there's a whole gauntlet of bosses in your way that you have to fight through. Which are arguably more difficult and uh, just better in general, less annoying. <laughs> uh, Fair. But uh, like I said, it, it does well, and the music is fantastic here for its set piece. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. Uh, so my last one um, for me, this one is like. It's epic for me in the same way that like the opening scene, a uh, opening song for Game of Thrones is for like really big Game of Thrones fans. Um, oh yeah, like I I really genuinely like this. Um, it it doesn't have a title, uh, which I feel like they miss the mark on. It just says it's the main theme from Dragon Age Origins, um, but I really feel like they should be calling it the Last Warden, which would make a lot of sense given what happens in this game but i love this i also think that the opening like uh title page is really beautiful which you're looking at right now too yep yeah where sort of like the the white background but then with the, the dragon splashed in blood yeah. yeah yeah and then that's morgan and it looks like a dark spawn. So this is another one by Ainan Zur. So I learned today that I really like Ainan Zur. Had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that way about David Wise and Grant Kirkhope. I mean, I know he he had done a lot of the Donkey Kong Country stuff, but when they started appearing in other stuff, I was like. Oh yeah, dude, I love this guys. This like is Dragon Age. Yeah. And then they like twist and pervert this in the Darkspawn Chronicles DLC because you play as the Darkspawn. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like how it gets it gets intense and then it backs off and then it comes back. And I do remember this. And I can really feel like the similarities with some of the the souls music and stuff in this. Like, yeah, you could hear this playing in a boss fight or whatever. Had I been into Dragon Age, I could probably feel it. Yeah, because this is this is pretty similar to your endgame music too, uh, yeah. which is a very long time. Yeah. yeah. One of those things where it musically makes a full circle. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely left my title screen on for this. Feels like uh, if they had played this at the Game Awards when they do that music thing, um, that it would just have the title screen up instead of. They probably tr- do gameplay, but like it feels like the title screen. Up. Okay, it was not as long. As I So yeah, um, oh, I have one day to actually finish that one, because I do like Dragon Age. I do, I liked it more than Mass Effect at the time, I just didn't, it didn't stick, and then I got into other things and I just didn't play it, and it's not that the game, I, I've always bounced off of it for different reasons other than, uh, other than the game itself, it's always been stuck in ARPGs for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm biased. I, lo- I, I yeah. love Dragon Age. It's one that makes me question where I'm like, I, I don't know if I could tell you if I like Dragon Age or Mass Effect more. I don't know. Right. Well, for me right now, it's Mass Effect because it's the one I've actually finished it's the <laughs> series. But I, I like the themes of Dragon Age because I like high fantasy a lot more than sci-fi like miles more but i own both both dragon age 2 and dragon age inquisition and have attempted on several occasions to get into them but i guess i oh i see i feel like you're having the same you're having the same problem he had with mass effect was he tried to play two and but gotta start with the first it's a unique problem in the dragon age franchise because two quantifiably sucks um, yeah, most okay. people hate it. You gotta love Dragon Age to play too and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So like, you gotta play Origins. Yeah, start say, with Origins. I have Inquisition and I've attempted to play that one as well, but like maybe I play. Oh, but him, again, you play them wrong, or I don't know. You like you said. <laughs> yeah, like you don't know why it's exciting to see any mm-hmm. of those people, or like any of the decisions right. that you need to make don't matter. Yeah. In Inquisition, yeah. if you don't know the, who the characters are. And Bioware does the story carryover, so you get, like, all the decisions you made in Origins carry an impact, too, and then the decisions carry an impact into Inquisition. And then I'm just waiting to see how 
how we're going to resolve what Solus has done to me like 10 years mm-hmm. ago. So like, let's get it going. <laughs> Dread Wolf. Yeah. Yep. So it sounds like it'd be a big commitment to get into it. Then you got to play through all these games. <laughs> it, they are. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're playing just like yeah. a singular, like through of all the games, it's not as big of a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that the achievements or trophies are set up, there it's very much intended to play through and make different decisions and yeah. play it at least yeah. two to four times. Yeah. If you're a completionist, but yeah like me so yeah okay well my final one uh funny choice of words comes from the original final fantasy game which this year i played for the first time uh wouldn't recommend (laughs) however i did find some insightful things uh from the original final fantasy um but this is the one i talked about where it's sort of done in a 90s rock style Uh, And this is, to me, this was um, the most transformative from the game into a song that I had heard in a long time. So I really liked this one for a long time. Uh, And it is a remix of the town theme. So I'll just uh, get it started. It's called Find Your Way. Just ahead, beyond the horizon. Look, reminds me all those like slower. The azure blue, 90s rock stuff. Who would think that this world was at its end? And its fate belongs to you. Pressing on, there are those who discourage you. Trials, there's more than just a few Each new day has a challenge of its own But the light will see you through Go left, go right, start another fight I like how it's literally saying what you're Different me take to overcome town what's in front of you and even what you cannot see and it helps you well to remember all of those who have grown up in the 90s <laughs> your memories go left go right start another fight come back stay another night Now somehow take another chance again Turn it right around We're here to stay 
I feel like if uh, my Spotify snuck that into one of my daily mixes, I wouldn't even question it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just... I... Uh, it was a weird time when I had found this song, but I, I don't know. I didn't... Uh, I didn't really think about it at the time. But, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about when I was first going through my divorce, and it was like a lot on me at the time and that's actually when i found this song so i was just like having everyone listen to it even though i wasn't playing games at the time <laughs> i was like isn't this awesome 90s sounding song and people were like yeah and i was i, I was just obsessed with it for about a year and then <laughs> and i was just on it's just one of the big playlists i do like it though um i, I like will say all of the songs that i have in my playlist that that you know, this is just five of them. Um, but all of them, the girls are like, I love this song. Like, I don't think there's a serious one that they don't like. Now, granted, they're my kids, so it's a little biased, but yeah. I like I the like... general, like, idea of this song and, like, the, the theme and stuff is good. I just, with the, the lyrics, I feel like if I knew more, I would be more interested. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like Maybe. if it was about something I knew more about, I would probably be a lot more into the the song in general. But the idea of it's really cool, and I like the idea of of singing a '90s rock song about a video game. It's a really interesting right. idea. So like I can appreciate it for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, uh, that's our 15 songs, folks. Um, I enjoyed hearing uh, what what you guys had. Um, to be honest, Sasha, I didn't expect you to bring video game music. I really didn't. Full of surprises, huh? Yeah. Um, I was happy to share. And I, the funny thing is, like, I really like you know these songs that I give, and and there's a couple in it here that I really like, but they're not my favorites at all because I wanted to try to hit some variety. 
Um, yeah, my favorites a lot of times are OSTs and that kind of stuff. So I, the, if we do this another time, I might just try to go for like an OST list or um, yeah, maybe OST list. Because uh, like there's stuff from, gosh, there's stuff from Ghost Runner that, that is all OST that I love. Uh, there's stuff from Project Warlock, which is, I think, the whole CD of like, I think it's 78 songs are on my playlist, minus about seven or eight from that list because um, they're themed after the level sets. And the ones that are set in Hell, which is the final chapter, are a little more uh, ethereal. And they're not really, they're, they're not like good listening music. They're just sort of like atmospheric at times. And while I can enjoy that from time to time, that's not something I want to hear all the time. So I've taken a few of those off the list. But the for the remainder, like almost every other song is on my playlist from them. Uh, just... There's some good stuff that is, isn't even remixes. I just, I don't know. I picked a theme today with the remixes and went on. And, of course, like I said, I have several remixes that I didn't share. I have so many from more from Donkey Kong Country. I didn't, didn't do any Doom ones. Like I said, I did a lot of ones that I never played. And there's a lot, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of good ones from stuff that I did play and I do have a connection to. Uh and that kind of stuff. I've even got some Katamari songs. Got two of them. It's um, interesting, though, that you, you picked and you like so much of the, the game music that even though you didn't play it, because for me, when I hear like game music in general that I haven't played, it's like this means nothing to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not that, yeah, not that all um, the songs you guys picked tonight are bad. Like, they're all good. And I, you know, understanding context behind it really helps to. To follow them, but like when you hear like a random, you know, from whatever game that you didn't play, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you know, so uh. yeah, I'm that part of it for me. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about my my late grandfather, uh, he was super into music and got me into playing music at the time. He had an ear for like hearing stuff that wasn't within his normal realm of things. Mm-hmm. And learning to appreciate it, and I kind of picked that up from him. Um, like for me, in in general music, like I really don't like rap. I don't like country a lot of the time. Um, I grew up hearing a lot of country because of my mom, but you know I'm not I'm not a fan of the genre. I would say, um, but I can appreciate a well done song in the genre. Um, I actually have two rap songs in my remixes, um, mostly because they're funny. Not, it's nothing about the execution. I, for rap, it, for me, the execution is normally there. Like most people who are rapping are good at it, else they don't really post it. Is kind of my thought. But uh, the the one rap that I have. And I was asking Chance, you know, what do you think, which which remixes should I do today? Because he's heard a lot of them uh, riding with me in the car over the years. Uh, one of the ones he did suggest was a rap. Uh, it's called Tutti Fruity, and it's a rap 
from the fruit stand vendor's perspective in Super Mario Sunshine, <laughs> where he's rapping to Mario about his fruit selection <laughs> for him to buy. And it's such a funny yeah, that's concept that I, yeah. that, that I, that I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I have is from Pokemon Mystery Dungeons, and I guess it's from the villain's perspective, uh, but I never, I don't remember that. Uh, I played Mystery Dungeons a long time ago when it was out, but like I don't remember the villain that well in the story. So, um, but it's an interesting. So like, for for me, I I, I like to broaden my horizons on music all the time and I'm constantly adding to my freaking giant playlist um, and for me like you think I'd be like oh I need to cut something out but then I'm just like I like the 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 mix up the variety and mm-hmm. all sorts of styles and stuff like I don't think there's a couple similar songs that we heard from me tonight but they're mostly different <laughs> in mm-hmm. style um so I kind of like. I guess I that makes like us essentially polar range. opposites on this topic because I'm like, I've got my 200 songs or whatever, and I like I'm good, you know. Like I'll I'll throw in a yeah. couple new new songs every once in a while, and you know it's like 85 percent country music. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> which is fine. Like we're just totally opposite in this way of how we think about it for sure, um, which is why I you did. noticed. My songs all I did add from. a country song to my playlist recently. Nice. <laughs> uh, because I think it was inspired from you. Something you said in the planning chat. And then I went and I was like, too oh, much yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you Elden Ring. You're talking about too much fun playing Elden Ring. I was like, too much fun. That reminds me of a song. Yeah. So I linked it, and then I went and downloaded it, and it's on my list now. Yeah, because you guys were like, oh, I've it. only played through once, or I haven't played through all the way. And I'm like, I, on the other hand, probably played through too many times. And you're like, yeah, you're just yeah. having too much fun with it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I do like... Uh, I do like a wide variety, and there there are things from genres that I like. But I used to be like you when I was in college, mm-hmm. where I had my two bands, and that was it. I would only listen to things from The Killers and The Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> that was it. I like everything else. I didn't listen to. Um, <laughs> well, because my you know now ex-wife but girlfriend at the time. She she listened to a lot of um, punk rock stuff, and I wasn't super into it. There were, of course, a few really great songs by those people, but at the time, I kept hearing the same formula, yeah. right? Like, I kept hearing, right. and I would be able to never hear, hearing the song. I'd be like, okay, it's going to start with drums. Here comes the rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. Here comes the lead guitar. Here comes the vocals. And I'd nail it every freaking time and i hated the songs for that (laughs) so like i liked listening now the killers there they can be a little bit formulaic on on occasionally on their stuff Mm -hmm. but bare naked ladies are all over the place like they do country they do the fast rhyme stuff which i wouldn't call rap They, they i mean their biggest song one week is about them fast singing through most of the song uh and i still 
having been singing along to this since high school, can't do those parts. <laughs> yeah, like the chickadee china, the Chinese chicken, have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Like You're I had not to slow down. Hot like wasabi when you bust rhymes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite lines for that song still is uh, get into the cartoon Sailor Moon because you got the boom and makes you think the wrong thing. I was like, yes, I love that line. Oh, boy. But yeah, so like I used to listen to like those two bands and then I don't know what it was that, that had happened that I heard a, a remix in about 2010 and I sort of like opened up a little bit more and then like I started to get a little more influenced by my grand grandfather started, you know, talk to him more about music once I was because talking to him about music was kind of like homework when I was younger because it was like, he, hey, you practicing your trumpet? And right. I'm like, yes, I'm practicing my trumpet. But like I started to learn a more of appreciation from him later in his life uh, about that kind of stuff. And yeah. And, and then I started to realize, oh, my gosh, I love, you know, this song from this game that I grew up with. And, and I always liked that song. So like, why, why, why am I not listening to that song? Like, so then it became like a, a mission to find these songs from games that I never really got to listen to. Cause I always had a radio and like, or a cassette player in my car or like, and I, I couldn't keep up with modern ways to play my own music up until, you know, 2010. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Anything else from you guys tonight? You want to hit anything, or are we good to go? I'm, I'm, I'm good. good. Okay. I'm good. Well, I know how to get my songs in. I will definitely try to figure <laughs> out a way to get these other songs in for sure. Uh, so, audience, I'm sorry if this is a little bit longer, but I might have to take an extra day or two to edit this one just to get it figured out <laughs> yeah. so yeah so, so how do we feel do, do you think this this went well guys do you, do you think we could do another one of these yeah for a couple probably i okay. think so cool i just have to come I'm up with different music <laughs> yeah no it's fine I, and i like i said we could do it like a non-video game one we could do like all sorts of themes we could just say hey we're just doing it again um mm-hmm. oh and i also forgot to point out when we played robocop I always like to point out they always number their remixes by the amount of that have been posted on their that. site. Yeah, and I it's Robocops is six six six. For whatever reason, Robocop is numbered six six six. I just should have been a Diablo. It's funny. Could have been. There is. I, I actually. It's weird. Um, now that you got me thinking about it. I only have one uh, Diablo remix on my list. Um, it's not a popular remix. Uh, series and then to be honest outside of the Tristram theme from Diablo there's not a lot of iconic Diablo music it's sort of like generic orchestra stuff a lot of the time that doesn't super stand out I think it's one thing where Diablo falls short is it's music a lot of the time not saying it's bad I'm just saying it's not memorable Um, I would say of the songs uh, the Music from the Reaper of Souls intro in Diablo 3 is really iconic and Tristram theme. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Anyways, um, thanks everyone for listening. Be sure to join the Discord, uh, Hunter's Hub, and where we can talk about more stuff. And yeah, we'll we'll probably do one of these again. Um, but next week, we're actually going to be doing uh, some quizzes on each other's games. Well, they're, people are going to be quizzing us about our games. So, like, you know, I'm going to get quizzed on maybe Diablo or, or Doom, Doom or that kind of stuff. that's what I wrote yeah. down for you. Diablo, Doom, question mark? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably. I think we have to have... Uh, I think we said we needed to have three game series. Three series. And we... And we have to disclude Monster Hunter because that's like a whole other bag of right. problems. Because I think if we're, if we're doing five questions each, I think two. Two is two good. is fine. Two is enough. Yeah. Okay, we could go with two. Yeah, because like I would. This is actually a topic that came up with Bickering Bucks recently. We're supposed to be doing an episode this month on it. it. Is our favorite game series? And for me, you know, it's down down the line. You know, Monster Hunter, Doom, Diablo, but. You get to yeah. five, and I'm just like, yeah. Same. What's number four? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like, um, and that was we're kind of have a discussion about that. The top five series, mm-hmm. um, because they were aghast that I didn't list that I said that Zelda probably wouldn't make my top ten. They were just aghast when we did the uh, the game of the year episode. Oh yeah. I was like, Zelda doesn't top my ranks, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sasha's happy for that one, I know. But Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be in my top ten either. Nor mine. No, it, it, to be fair, though, That's I right. like Zelda. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's somewhere in that in that list, but it's not top ten. I just like, haven't played it. Yeah, and, and Sasha pretty much actively hates them. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a hater. It's fine. I like what okay. I like. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, we'll just say I'm a dead space hater now. And we'll just, we'll just leave that's, it at that. That's one I have written down for Ace, too. Probably. I have dead space? Oh, question for mark? Sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we'll have to submit what our games would be then uh, this week or today, I guess. Try to get those nailed down. Yeah. Yeah. So that so. we can all come up with some obscure trivia questions for each other. Give us some time to research. Yeah. We'll- I'm editing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the the music and us being your DJs tonight. Uh, And, yeah, I'll I'll get the music in there, I believe. And none of it should be copyright stuff because we don't make money on this. So I don't see any problems with this stuff in here. So, yay. Um, Have a good night. Bye.